Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to another edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. Um, you know, today uh, I know Bubba, we're we're very excited. You know, we we're honored to be part of the Blaze TV team, um, and uh, Fearless with Jason Whitlock is a huge hit uh, on Blaze TV. And and if you are not watching it, you need to uh, because um, you know it's Monday through Friday. Uh, some of the most fearless conversation at the crossroads of culture, faith, sports, comedy. And we can certainly relate to that. It's almost like uh, I feel like we we got a lot in common <laughs> with Jason Whitlock, and he joins us now on this edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. Jason, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Rick and Bubba. Now, who's Rick and who's Bubba? I be Rick. And I be Bubba. <laughs> All right, well, I'm Jason. <laughs> Jason, we're, we're, we're huge. Yeah, we're yeah, huge yeah. fans of yours. We've we've watched your career, and we we were really fans of yours. But I I think when I really felt like I got to know you better is when you filled in for Rush Limbaugh, and we got a little longer format with that, and got to hear your opinions on things. And uh, really, you're already screwing up. <laughs> I never filled in for Rush Limbaugh. You probably heard me filling in for Glenn Beck. Uh, yeah. Was it Glenn? Yeah, it might have been Glenn. Yeah. Okay, it was yeah, Glenn then. It was Glenn. It was Glenn. I, it okay. it okay. was one of those shows that I really like to listen to after <laughs> we're off the air. Okay, okay. so okay, but good. you did a great job with it. We really enjoyed it and felt like we got to know you better during that. And ever since then, it seems like your career is just onward and upward. And uh, of course, uh, as you plow new ground, you you run into new controversy, don't you? I do. Uh, now, hold on. Are you Are you guys sports fans at all? You're unfamiliar with my work as a sports writer and columnist in Kansas City or ESPN or Fox Oh, sports? yeah. Yeah. That, I'm oh. saying we were fans of yours yeah. prior to that, yeah, but it, got to know you better during your time filling in for Glenn, I guess. Yeah. And you know, Jason, oh. I mean, you probably, you've cast your eyes on the monitor. You know, I played a little ball. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, you know. That was the first thing I thought yeah. when I saw you. <laughs> I thought, is that Tom Brady or is that? Uh, <laughs> Not unless he played defensive tackle. Yeah. No, I played so long ago. You could play defensive tackle at two hundred and fifty pounds. You can't do it now. Uh, no, uh, so yeah, so we were very familiar with you. And when you started going, I don't want to use the word politics, but when you started kind of going down that road, like Bubba said, I was like, wow. So Jason's going to go ahead and weigh into this world, but it, it has really been received well. And I, can we clear up something that on the big show during the week, we do a radio show during the week, people were already, they knew we were going to have you on for Rick and Bubba University. They're like, what happened on Tucker uh, last night? He while, got cut off. Yeah, he got cut off. While we're recording this, everybody thinks that you got cut off. Even some of our listeners and viewers thought you got cut off because you were discussing Scripture. We went back and looked at the the the, the actual segment, and you were already – You'd already talked about scripture, and they didn't cut you off. Was it just a hard commercial break? Was that all it was? I think it was just a hard commercial break, and Tucker lost track of time, and yep. 
probably asked me one too many questions. <laughs> and but yeah, I think it was just a commercial break. I don't think it was what I was saying. I'd already said all the controversial stuff. You know, right. Well, you, you've seen the headlines today. It says you were cut off because you were calling for secession from the union. What? Because you can't accept trans people. That's what some of the headlines are saying. Well, yeah, Rolling Stone. And again, yeah, they didn't unpack uh, what I said properly, but that's no surprise. Yeah. Yep. Uh, look, I, I, I'm, I'm saying we can't find common ground with these guys because they're completely divorced from truth. Right. And so if, if, if you're not divorced from truth, if you're not divorced from reality, how do you find common ground with people that think, uh, chicks with is a reality. And I just, I just, I'm I'm sorry. That may be inappropriate for you all. Right. Well, that I didn't say, I I didn't think you were going to say that. I'll say that, (laughs) you know, I, I, I thought, I didn't know you would, can I tell you, Yeah, we'll take care. can I tell you this? It rhymed. Yeah. And, uh, and I know that made it, it It flowed very well. And you know, and we could have gone a longer road to make that point, but I will tell you, there's no need for that now. No, you just cut right to the chase. But you made, you, you're making a much, um, a a broader point is there was a time that if you had different political views and and of course you know you could find somewhere where you'd go well we can have that discussion and we have been just like you in the crosshairs of various movements throughout the time we've been doing this job we've been doing ours this is our 30th year so we've seen major changes in the culture and and we're now entered into what we call a fake world this is not even a real world they pretend that something is so that we all know isn't so and 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 then we're asked to come into that fake world. And you said this on Tucker. It's what you were saying. They're asking me to go places that I just can't go. Wasn't that your main I, point? Clearly, they again. They're asking me to deny truth and some truths that are so fundamental and are spelled out in the early pages of Genesis that I, I just can't go there. There's man and there's woman. God. That's what God created. And all these other, you know, it's not Baskins and Robbins. He didn't create 32 flavors. <laughs> and and it's so devoid from reality. It's like, how do you find common ground? And I didn't say this last night on Tucker. I, I, I will say it today that the problem we're having, the disconnect we're having is that there are people who believe in God who are tethered to the Bible. And and that's something written and concrete. Then there are people that are t- that are conservative politically and they tie themselves to the constitution. Right. And that's written and everybody can go and so as Christians we can debate scripture. Yep. As conservatives we can debate the constitution. What you cannot debate are people's feelings. Right. And the other side is trying to create a world where feelings are the driver. Feelings are the foundation for everything that we do. People's feelings come and go. People's feelings change at a whim. The Bible is written. The Constitution is written. It doesn't change. So we can, if we're standing on those two things, we can find some common ground. But if we're standing on feelings, 
I, I can't account some man, boy, or whatever who thinks he's a woman, who feels that he's a woman. I, I can't debate that person. I can't find common ground with that person. But let's take the whole transgender issue off the table. If if the data says that, hey man, police violence towards all Americans, but even Black Americans, is on the decline, and that uh, you're ten times more likely, or a hundred times more likely, to be killed by some gangbanger than the police. I can't go off into your fantasy world where the police are executing a genocide against black people and that, oh, I can't leave the house because uh, the police may kill me. I can't. That's hard to have a discussion. That's your feeling. It's not backed by any data. It's not backed by reality. Yeah. No rationale. They're making us have all these discussions based off of how someone feels. I can't find common ground with that. And then when you go to just for me as a man, just for me as a Christian, when you start sexualizing children, Mm. when you start saying, hey, we need drag queens at libraries, we need drag uh, drag queen friendly kids shows and all that. I can't go there. I I just can't. I can't find common ground with people who believe we should be sexualizing children. So there's just... People that are living in that fantasy land, I know the Bible is pretty clear, and I reference Second Corinthians, uh, verse chapter six, verses fourteen through eighteen, and, and God commands. The Lord says, Paul says, the Lord says, you got to come out from among them and separate yourself. They're too unclean, and you can't. That righteousness and lawlessness can't form a partnership, and so. I just I, secession, a uh, 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 national divorce, how, whatever you want to call it, that seems to be the only path forward for those of us tied to biblical beliefs or tied to constitutional beliefs. Because engaging with these guys about feelings, they'll they'll just change. Because again, yeah. as I said last night on Tucker Carlson, <laughs> you know, we just want two men to get married. That's it. And that oh, but you also want drag queens. Right now, look where we are. Now you want uh, transgender surgeries for eight years old. Now you want school teachers to supersede the power of parents. The, the slippery slope is obvious, and and we're almost all the way down the hill because we all know what's next. Well, there's no pedophilia. There's minor attracted people. I can't find common ground with those guys. All right, we'll come back. We'll finish. Uh, uh, We got much more to talk about. The host of Blaze TV's Fearless, Jason Whitlock, our guest, when Rick and Bubba University, the podcast, continues. This is the Rick and Bubba Show. Watch more at blazetv.com slash Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Back on Rick and Bubba University, the podcast, Jason Whitlock, host of Fearless on Blaze TV. Our, our guest, um, and, and we definitely want to get into Fearless Army roll call. You 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 mentioned going into the this last break. We, we've gotten to a point where common ground is not existing. So now, but but it's you you make that point. It's true. But another thing is taking place, which Scripture also told us about, and that is that there will come a time 
when you standing on Scripture will be so vilified and will be so demonized that uh, that society will turn on on the church. And what you're seeing now is also them picking winners and losers. And we use this example with the NHL uh, hockey player who said, I, I'm not doing the rainbow on my jersey. Uh, well, he, he, he made a stand because of his spiritual convictions. But then those that wore the, the rainbow were applauded because they made a stand, but he also made a stand, but his stand was considered evil. Demonized. Yeah, and demonized. Yeah. And, and that also makes uh, the playing field difficult for us to stand. Uh, it makes it very difficult, and and what what I would say, Rick and Bubba, you guys look like your peers of mine. I'm in my mid fifties. Yep. And and I don't have kids. I would imagine you guys do. We do. The yeah. world we're live, the world we're leaving for kids mm. is going to favor transgenders and the LGBTQ silent P movement it, it, in terms of. Corporate America has prioritized putting them in prominent no position. No doubt. And so your kids are getting that message in high school, in college. If you want to be one of the cool kids, you need to, at the very least, be bisexual. Now, that will get you through the through the door. But if you really want to be the ultimate victim and the ultimate preferred person, you should be transgender. And so I, I just I'm looking at a world that when I grew up as a kid, yeah. I felt like, hey, if these values that my grandmother and 25th Street Baptist Church put in me, if I followed some of these values, all of these values, leaned into these values, I'm going to have success in America. That is now not the case. And so Christian kids are entering a world where their values disadvantage them yep. and their natural identity disadvantages them. I'm not comfortable leaving that world to kids where they're in school. The cool kids are all bisexual and gender fluid and all that other stuff. If And particularly, I think it's even worse uh, for white kids, it's like if you don't want to be called a racist, if you don't want to be called privileged, adopt one of these 32 flavor gender ide- ide- uh, identities that they're serving up. And that's how you can avoid being called a racist or being called privileged. Well, I'm a victim like everybody else. I'm transgender. I'm gay. I'm this. I'm that. It's a sad world we're leaving for young people. You you know what I hate the most about it? I think we're sending a message that, that as you pointed out, the thing to be is a victim. I'm I'm beat down. Yeah. I'm I'm oppressed. I'm this, as opposed to what I feel like the American spirit is. I'm an overcomer. Yeah. I've 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 been able to to get above my situation, no matter what it is. And look, everybody's situation is not the same, but everybody has equal opportunity to change that. And I I feel like it's now getting to be cool to be the victim instead of cool to be the overcomer. And that's not what I want to leave to my kids. That's that, that has been the American spirit is that I'm the overcomer. 
but it's also been the Christian spirit. It the has, whole point right. of Christianity is that you're not a victim, uh, that Jesus Christ died on a cross uh, for your sins and and so that you would not be a victim. And so that, you know, Christianity is about the victor and we've turned the whole world upside down and made it about the victim and people thinking that the preferred identity is to be a victim. And this is across the board. Everybody is looking for their victimhood. You can't run a successful society when everybody's looking to be a victim and everybody's pretending to be a victim and everybody's pretending like every word that comes out of someone's mouth is potentially a weapon that could destroy them. And it's all performative, guys. Social media is a stage. That's all it is. And now people just perform on those stages. That's what stages do. They call for a performance, not authenticity. And so people will act like, oh, God, Uh, someone uh, called me some name that was slightly off. Oh, you misgendered me. Right. That's dangerous. (laughs) Dead name me. Uh, that's yeah, what we've learned. Dead name somebody. Have you ever heard yeah. of anything? Well, and uh, now it can be a crime in Canada. We're reading where they're yeah, trying to make we, that we, criminal. We just did that, but but yeah. all all of your points. Your mid fifties. We're we're late fifties. There was a time when these things that we sit here right now, guys, and we're discussing. Everybody would have considered it to be absurd. Yeah. Completely absurd. I mean, it would have never even remotely been discussed but you and Bubba both have mentioned overcomers you know and you mentioned this too it's also the Christian we're, we're part of the Christian life we we're doing a study on the revelation right now and on the seven letters to the churches and Jesus will do it again at the very end at the end of every letter he says but to the overcomer is this reward in the next church he talks about they're good and they're bad or they're all bad and then at the end he says but to the overcomer I will give them this. And he does that in all of the seven letters, which tells us he was already saying, see, in our minds, we think, well, he must be talking about we got to overcome everybody wanting to kill us. What he's saying is, because he's mentioned the problems he has with all the churches but one, only one, Philadelphia, oddly enough, got got, (laughs) he saw nothing against them. And what he's saying is the things I have against these churches, those of you that don't participate in that, are going to receive reward from me. You, those that don't fall away, those that don't compromise me, those who don't give in to the culture, no matter how much they hate you, because they were all experiencing, you know, the uh, the, the 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 Jewish people were were trying to get them killed by the Romans, and you know, and all this was going on. They had they all had different problems, but he said, but those of you that overcome, and I'm telling you right now. He's saying to the if, – if he were in this country with this culture, he says to those of you that claim my name, those of you who don't give in to this, those will see the reward. But for the cowardice, he says it will be destruction. And and so the fact you are bringing up that word, it, it really does apply in a very, very important way. Let me give you guys a little history that I think your audience will find interesting. The idiom, the phrase, sticks and stones may break yeah, my bones. Yeah. We grew up with that. Never <laughs> harm me. Did you know that came from the black church in 1862? No, that, I did not. That, 
there's a newspaper, national newspaper at that time, the Christian Recorder, which is run by the African Methodist Church or whatever. And and so it, it this has sticks and stones, remember, it has a biblical etymology. It, it, it came from a Christian worldview promoted by Black people during the time of slavery. And so you're a slave. You're, many of your people are enslaved at this time. And your mindset is sticks and stones will never harm me or, you know, sticks and, st sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never harm me. And so they, at that time, they were rejecting, say whatever you want about me. It doesn't matter. I'm an image bearer of God. Amen. And so there's nothing you can say that will harm me. And, and and now we go 160 years later, and many black people and many people in the black church are acting like words are bullets, and 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 that they kill you, and that we're constantly looking for validation from. And, and so what they were saying is like, man, white bigots don't define me. God does. Right. And now we've come to a time where we say, oh, white bigots define me and my happiness and my existence. And without them on board with me, I can't have a fulfilling life. It's a joke. We've completely rejected the Christian mindset and mentality that allowed us to overcome slavery, overcome Jim Crow, overcome discrimination and we've got done a 180 from that it's just mind-blowing and and it speaks to i'm limiting this part to just uh black people here in america but that's what's gone on in american society in we've just become way too secular we, we've just rejected everything that the bible has taught us and we've created this secular society and it doesn't work. And I'm looking at people like uh, a Bill Maher, the popular comedian, HBO host. He's starting to realize he's he never is. going to get on board with religion. You know, he's too much sure. of his brain built right. around that. <laughs> but he is starting to realize like the Judeo-Christian culture actually worked for everyone, even non-believers. And this secular culture doesn't work for anyone. It, it's so crystal clear. And, and so it, the solution is so crystal clear. We have to go back to a Christian culture and mindset if we ever want to save this country and if we ever want to uh, be able to just engage with people uh, the way we used to be able to, I, I mean, now I don't, people live in fear of each other. You know, it, it, it's like engaging with people. It's like they're reading you your Miranda rights. Anything you say <laughs> can and will be used against you in the court of public opinion. Right. So you're better off just not saying anything. We'll come back. <laughs> we'll continue this edition of Rick and Bubba University with our guest, Jason Whitlock, right after this. All right, so let's talk about Patriot Mobile. This is exactly what we're talking about here today. We're talking about Americans. If if you are someone that you do have some sort of, you know, devotion to the Christian faith, you do have some sort of devotion to a conservative point of view in the Constitution, you think to yourself, I'm throwing money at companies that are working against me. 
but I don't have any choice. Well, let me tell you this. When it comes to your uh, cellular service, uh, when it comes to your wireless needs, you do have a choice, and it's called Patriot Mobile. Uh, Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, offering uh, dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks so you can get the best possible service in your area, plus they offer a coverage guarantee. Now, this means if you're not happy with the coverage, you make the switch and go, oh, well, y'all said it was going to be just as good, and you don't think it is. You can switch to a different network for free and uh, without even changing carriers, okay? All this, plus the knowledge that you are supporting free speech, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, our military and first responders, uh, their 100% U.S.-based customer service team, making the switches easy. Yes, you do have a choice. PatriotMobile.com slash Rick Bubba. Just put our names together. PatriotMobile.com slash Rick Bubba. Or call them right now at 878-PATRIOT. Rick and Bubba University, the podcast today. Jason Whitlock is our guest, the host of Fearless on Blaze TV. And you, you see him commenting on uh, on Fox News quite a bit as well. Spent a lot of times, uh, a lot of time in the sports world, and uh, doing a, as a journalist and as a, as a reporter. And now we were discussing the problem with our country. And as you mentioned, Jason, going into that break, the answer will always be and has always been the church. Uh, fearless army roll call. The Western Church, as we've talked about quite a bit, uh, there there has been uh, a feminizing. Of, of a lot, and I'm not saying every church of the Western Church, men have have all but disappeared uh, from uh, because at one time men were considered to be the spiritual leaders and the answer to the spiritual problems of the family, society, and the church. But now the 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 left and some of the progressives, even within the church, have successfully said, "No, the men are the problem. Uh, they're, they're not the answer. We'd all be better off." if we would make them more like women and children. Well, you are taking action, and this is another place where our roads are going to intersect. Uh, we ha- we created something called themanchurch.com, uh, where we say disciple men change everything. We offer curriculum and a discipleship strategy for men. You're offering uh, a rally for men called Fearless Army Roll Call. It'll be in Nashville, Tennessee, on Friday the 14th and Saturday the 15th of April. Uh, at Rocket Town. So why don't you talk to us a little bit about where you got this call and, and, and what you hope is going to take place? Well, I think uh, particularly with your football background, you'll know what inspired me is Bill McCartney and the yeah. Promise Keepers. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I loved what they were doing, feel like uh, we need more of that and we particularly need more of it across racial lines yes and and so that's what i'm trying to inspire and and athletics has always been something that brought people together from different backgrounds Mm -hmm. and so trying to tap into you know long ago i used to be an athlete and and i have an ability i think to articulate a message that will be attractive to uh, black and white people, brown people, Asian people, whatever. Uh, but the other thing that's unique here as it relates to Promise Keepers is that because I'm here in Nashville and this is Music City, I believe one of the things that has the greatest 
opportunity to bring people together is music. Uh, music and food actually are two <laughs> things that people are attracted to and brings them together. But but I also just think if we put a focus on music and worship and, and put Jesus front and center, people have a better chance of, of seeing people as God intends us to see each other. And, and so if, if, if we could back away from our, our idolatry and talking about LeBron James or Joe Biden or Donald Trump and, and come together and, and worship the true king, the king of all kings, and we can do it through song and, you know, uh, some entertainment and some good food, and then mix in a message of the responsibility of men uh, to take leadership because the whole world is telling men that we're the problem. And if we're just unseated from leadership positions, how much better the world will be. Uh, yeah. We're going to explain that that's just not true. Never has been. Uh, <laughs> I, I speak to these issues very authentically and bluntly. And, you know, I, I'm not I, I, I'm not. I, I just let the truth fall where it may where it may. And so as a black person, I, I, I feel more comfortable pointing out like, look, man, as black people, we've adopted a matriarchal culture. And and we have We're, we've been the lab rats for the Democratic left mm. uh, for 60 years. And I just had look at the results. L look at our young people and their inability to resolve conflict without turning to violence. L look at, you know, w what's going on with our kids academically and things like that. And so the matriarchal culture just doesn't work. And as America leans more and more into matriarchal leadership, we're going to have more and more problems. Uh, the results are in. And so I, I'm just calling out to men that we have a particular responsibility as leaders. We shouldn't be ashamed of that. It doesn't make us sexist pigs. It makes us guys that want to be obedient, not just believers. Amen. We want to be obedient uh, to God. Again, you know, uh, people talk all the time. Everybody loves Jesus as the Savior. They tend to reject him as Lord. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and and we don't want to do that. Uh, he said Lord first, Lord and Savior. And so if, if you know, you can fall in love with him being your Savior, but now nah, I, I got a different king uh, or, or <laughs> a different Lord. That's a mistake. And that's why we have so many problems. And so you know, we're, we've got some good entertainment and we're going to put Jesus first and we're going to hope to inspire men to see that we're all in this together. Let's get over our little surface level differences uh, related to this, you know, identity idolatry and skin color idolatry that the world has promoted. We're all just image bearers of God. We all should be serving the same Lord. And and we just want to leave men with a, a good feeling and give them some encouragement and inspiration to go home and be better, be better men and be leaders in their homes, in their communities, at work, with their children. Uh, and that's how, you know, it all starts with us as individuals. If we really want some change to happen, it starts with the man in the mirror, 
let's quit pointing a finger at others and point the finger at ourselves and just try to be better men. And and so uh, I just want to come in right behind Bill McCartney and 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 the Promise Keepers movement and and just a, a different version of that connected to you know coming together and singing and worshiping and eating and you know having a little fun. And so we hope to take this on the road uh, at the end of this year or at the start of next year as well. But we're going to start here in Nashville with the first ever roll call. And if you go to fearlessarmyrollcall.com, you can still get tickets, just a hundred bucks. Going to have a great time. Uh, you're going to be entertained. You're going to hear some inspiring messages and, you know, you're going to eat some good food. Yeah, I'm looking at the, at the lineup here and, and the way the topics are laid out. I'm, and I like that you're getting real specific. You know, uh, session one, what is a real man? Session two, fathers and families. Let's talk about it. Men never quit. Session three, uh, then there's, you know, entertainment and fun. Don't get sifted. Session four. And then, you know, I'm looking at Saturday on these. And uh, I love uh, your topic. Bearing witness requires courage, not perfection. It does require courage. And, and, and I think, Jason, and I told you this is a, a passion of ours too as men's ministry, is I think that's where we failed the men in general in the church is we're not letting – if we told them what Jesus actually said, the Jesus of the Bible, not not the hippie Jesus that, that, have, that has been created that makes him more palatable, but the real Jesus who looks in the eyes of, of, of us and it resonates with men. And what he really said was, following me will be difficult. It will be a narrow gate, and without me, you'll never make it, and only a few will ever truly do it. If men heard, what did he say? He, <laughs> so you, you mean this is something you, that most, most men can't do? No, most men won't do. And Jesus said that because he said you're gonna to have to deny yourself, pick up your cross, and follow me. And it's not hey, and it's gonna cost you. Um, we don't, we don't, we don't tell people that message. What men hear is, I guess I never really have to be obedient. I, I guess it's all about grace. So I guess everybody's been forgiven or whatever they ever did. And Jesus is a hippie that keeps singing, that keeps saying all we need is love. Uh, but when they hear that, really, he's calling us to obedience, to holiness. Uh, to be spiritual leaders, to grow, to to grow up and be men, to stand against a culture who hates him, and 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 never ever turn our backs on him, and it looks like you guys are going to do that. So I, I, we commend you. That that that's great news. I, I, I want to follow in. This is one of because you talk about the speech I'm going to give at the end about uh, requires courage, not perfection, and th- this is very important because what I think has gone on. Uh, is, you know, atheists, the secular crowd, they're very clever and they know exactly how to silence us. And they silence us with our sin. Yep. Soon as you as a Christian stand on these biblical principles and values and scriptures, well, they say, well, what about you? What about, you know, the yep. things you did X, Y, and Z and blah, blah, blah. And they, they do it to me all the time because, you know, I, I, I lived out in the world uh, for a long time and, 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 you know, not proud of the way that I live, but it's part of my testimony. And, and it's, it's important for men to not allow their sin to silence them from stating biblical truth. 
because once you start, I've been a Christian throughout the majority of my life, but I wouldn't wear my Christian identity for a long time because I wasn't living up to it. And so I I would keep my values kind of silent. And then I realized, you know what? I'm going to start wearing my values on my sleeve. I don't care. I'm, I'm going to let everybody know I'm a Christian. I'm going to put that front and center. And that's how I want to be evaluated. And I did that despite being flawed and very imperfect. As you guys could tell at the beginning of this interview, I'm a work in progress. My, my well, language. And, join the crowd. Yeah, I'm a work in progress. And so, but, but by wearing my faith on my sleeves, it's accelerated my improvement because yeah. once I'm asking people, no, I'm a Christian. Now it's like, I realize like, well, man, I'd look crazy inside of a strip club. Yeah. I'm a Christian. Right. And I've told everybody I'm a Christian. Yeah. And so if you ever see me in a strip club or walking out of a strip club or, or you see me out in public drunk or whatever, you'd be like, man, what like you're a Christian. What do you, and I had to, and so it wearing your faith, bearing witness, accountability is actually part of the process of bringing you closer to Jesus and making you a better person. So it only takes courage, not perfection. So there's many people is like, well, once I clean up X, Y, and Z, got it backwards. Then yeah, I'll tell people about Jesus. No, tell them now. And that's going to start cleaning up your behavior. Trust me, because you just can't tell everybody you're a Christian and do all these silly, stupid, immoral things without, if you have any type of conscience, any type of integrity, you just can't continue to do it. And so I've seen my whole life change because I was willing to wear my Christian identity on my sleeve. And this has been over the I'd say the last seven, eight years when when I just started, you know, now I'm gonna tell everybody I'm a Christian. Yeah. And and things with me, including uh my gluttony yeah. has improved greatly. I've probably lost 75, 80 pounds in the last uh 14 months. Yeah. Because again, it's like gluttony is a sin. Yeah. And and I'm not representing God very well at nearly 400 pounds or whatever. And so I, I we just want to inspire men embrace that identity that you know all these other identities are worthless Let, let's say you I'm a Republican or I'm a conservative when someone cuts you off in traffic if you're a Republican and conservative you have the right to flip them the bird when your identity is you're a Christian and someone cuts you off in yeah. traffic That's so I'd like to flip them off but I can't. Bless them, Lord. <laughs> we'll come back. We'll wrap up this edition of Rick and Bubba University with a few more minutes with Jason Whitlock right after this. This is the Rick and Bubba Show. Watch more at blazetv.com slash Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Jason Whitlock, we got uh, we got about seven more minutes together, and uh, we thank you for being with us. Today. Jason, I-, I wanted to ask you about your Christian roots. Tell us a little bit about h- how that how that began in your life? Uh, my grandmother, Lovey Kennedy, we, we called her Mama Lovey, uh, was just an incredible believer. And, and she was 
someone that was the a big influence in my life and everybody in our family's life, in my family's life. Uh, and so I, I grew up at a little small church in the inner city called 25th Street Baptist Church on the west side of Indianapolis. Uh, it was an in- incredible experience, a fun experience. And so I, I accepted Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, very young age, I think nine or 10 years old. Uh, and, and grew up in the church, socializing at the church and all that. But as I went on to play college football and went on to a professional career as a journalist, I, I walked away is not the right word, but I came, I became disconnected from my spiritual walk and got caught up in success and and the rewards that the world gives you uh and and cut you know, again n- not that i was ever became a non-believer but i just became someone more interested uh in other things and then in actually in in 2013 when i the second time i went to go work at espn uh that Disney ESPN machine Mm -hmm. just tore into me because of these values that I had that were because of my upbringing in the church. I wasn't at that time thinking that I was some sort of threat to the media left and the, you know, the secular movement, but they had identified me. They could tell in my writings, they could tell in my public persona, like Whitlock doesn't know it. But he's, you know, he's a believer. He's a Christian. And many of the things that he does are consistent with Christian belief. And we can't have him in this prominent position at ESPN. And so over a two-year process, they just uh, smeared me in every way possible, Mm. uh, tried to assassinate my character in every way possible. And I came out the other end of that in 2015 realizing like what was going on and why I was seen as a threat and what made me so dangerous. And I was like, Oh man, it's these Christian values I have. Yeah. And so that's in 2015, I was like, man, I got to get right with God Amen. or I'm not going to survive. I, 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 I'm going to be completely destroyed. And that's when I started the process of like, you know what? I'm going to wear my faith and, and I'm going to live out my faith. And, and so uh, the seeds were planted by my grandmother in 25th Street Baptist Church when I was a kid, and it took many, many years for them to fully blossom, but they started blossoming in 2015 in a real way, and, and you know, the rest is history, shall we say. Yeah, and uh, that's uh, that's that similar story that uh, that I had a very similar testimony with with that cultural Christianity. I I had to come to the conclusion that really I just had a demonic faith. I believed the same things about Jesus that the demons do, Uh, and I rebelled against him with my lifestyle just like they do. And uh, so I remember the first time that 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 just became uh, so clear to me. And like you said, I'm like you know this this is what I claim to believe but it sure isn't what i'm living and uh and it back to what you said I, I i liked having him as a savior but i i really wanted to be under my own authority and when that changed because of his power it really changes everything he he does have the power to 
transform us, but um, not if we're not willing to um, die to self and, and, and give him the authority in our life. No question about it. The, the other thing I wanted, if I could squeeze in, Rick, sure. uh, you mentioned the uh, we're going we're gonna to have someone speak about don't get sifted. Yeah. And that's an important part of my message, our message as well. And it comes from Luke 22 and 31, where Jesus tells his disciples, or I think may tells Peter that, hey, look, the devil desires to sift oh, you yeah. as wheat. Yeah. And, 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 and what the way I interpret that is he wants to separate his saints and disciples. Yep. And he wants you all to run off and, oh, I'm a white Christian. Yep. I'm a black Christian. I'm a, a Republican Christian. I'm a Democrat Christian. Yeah. And, and he sifted and separated us. And, and we all need to come back to just, you know what my identity is? I'm a Christian. Amen. And I can't be sifted from that. I'm an image bearer of God. I don't want any of these other identities. That's what people, I, I, I've never voted. I'm not proud of that, but I've never voted because I've never wanted a political identity. I really don't like when people call me a conservative. It's not offensive to me, but I don't like it because but all I am is a Christian that's trying to espouse and live out a biblical worldview. Just call me a Christian. And, and that's good enough. And that covers everything. I don't, I don't, I don't need to be identified. I'm heterosexual, but I don't need an identity as a heterosexual. I, I, I'm I'm a Christian. Right. They're sifting us by giving us all these different identities and, and separating us as men and women. And, and we have to fight that. Jason Whitlock, our guest, uh, if you'd like to find out more about Fearless Army Roll Call, go to fearlessarmyrollcall.com, Nashville, Tennessee, uh, April 14th and 15th at Rocket Town. Thanks to all of you for being with us today. Thank you, Jason Whitlock, for making it happen on this edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast.